0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Dapper Dividends number 31 on July 24th, 2020. I am your host, Russ, as you heard in the ad read promo there. And speaking of that ad read promo, I listen back and it's driving me crazy that that sounds so much clearer and cleaner. And I'm recording right into the Anchor app for that. But when I do my podcast, I'm recording into the free Audacity app which is supposed to be really good. And then I'm uploading that to Anchor and it just, the sound is quiet. It's not right. So I'm going to do this live without net right now. We're going to go. We're not going to stop uh, in the past with Audacity. If I messed up or I had to belch or something, or one of my kids started talking, I could stop the recording, uh, back it up a little bit and then start recording again. But this will not be the case. <clears throat> Maybe it'll go a little bit quicker. And uh, yeah, we're going to go here live without a net. First, I would like to tell you about uh, my neighbor. No, actually, yes, I will tell you about Jerome. I wrote a blog post about this on the website my wife and I have called DapperDividends.com. I wrote a blog about the last lesson from a hoarder. I have a neighbor across the keyhole and we're going into round two. This is two weeks later. This is the second estate sale that they're having and more on that in a minute but first off for the plays uh thank you all first off for stopping by and spending just a little bit of time i'm gonna try and get this episode shorter a little running joke here i know i can't but we're gonna try Uh, i've had 931 plays thank you estimated audience is 31 and i've made nine dollars and 46 cents this has truly been a labor of love hoping i get some of you interested and i get to explain dividend growth investing and maybe a little bit of strategy, and um, doing what we do around here, which is investing, which is trying to attract wealth. Uh, There was a thing on Twitter I saw, a little post about name two types of people there are. I apologize, I don't remember who asked that, but it's really easy for me. There's people who know how to attract wealth and keep it, and there's those that don't. And the people that know how to attract wealth and keep it is going to keep on. the rich are going to keep getting richer because they know what to do they don't spend it they know how to save they know how to invest they know how to begin businesses they know how to control the source of their income very powerful stuff and if i can contribute just to a little bit of that everyone out there you really need to just stop spending start saving if here if you want to be wealthy it's very simple i'll tell you in two steps how to be wealthy first you have to spend less than you earn That's very simple. If you make a thousand dollars a week, you cannot spend a thousand and one dollars a week or a thousand. You earn a thousand dollars a week, you have to try and get that as low as you can. Your spending habits so the difference you can invest in something you understand. So, first off, spend less than you earn, second, save and invest the rest in something you understand. And if you don't understand something, then educate yourself and learn something so you can invest in it. There you go. I've just saved you from having to read every financial self-help book, How to Be Wealthy. And that's uh, obviously, I'm being a little bit facetiously sarcastic, but that's basically the foundation of how to be uh, wealthy. So where was I? Um, Jerome. So I have a neighbor and he is 80. Well, he, yeah, he is 82. He will forever be 82. He passed away in April and last month in June... I saw a dumpster outside of his house. Now, I hadn't realized he died. He, used to, he had a tan Cadillac, and every day I'd see him coming and going. He was a widower. His wife passed away, I think, in 1999. He had a son who was in the Navy, he claims, but his son was kicked out of boot camp. I think he had hearing issue or something like that. So, at times, I'll fly my Navy flag outside the house so he would stop by and uh, talk to me about it. Very nice guy. Uh, my wife and I would have garage sales and every time we had a garage sale, he would always come by and buy, uh, armfuls of stuff, just random things we had for sale. It didn't even make any sense. So I thought maybe he's a flipper. I don't know, but apparently he was a hoarder because, uh, we went for a walk around the neighborhood when I saw the first dumpster there, I had noticed that his car wasn't there and then there was a blue dumpster. I thought maybe they were remodeling. And, uh, you know, me being a nosy neighbor, I took a walk by and it was a Republic dumpster, which is fitting for this story, ticker symbol RSG, Republic Services. And it was just full of stuff, just chairs and uh, lawn chairs, knickknacks, nothing really of value, just, just stuff. And that dumpster filled up, went away. And then a few days later, there was another dumpster that was ended up filling up that was taken away. And then there was an estate sale two weeks ago, cars lined up around the block. We were watching, it was a Saturday, there was just people coming in and out. And people had bags. And I made a joke to my wife, I wonder if some of the things we sold into the garage sale, have now been, you know, we're watching people carry our stuff away, that it went and sat in his house for a few years. So um, anyway, the point is, is that He spent, obviously, a lot of money on things that had no value to his family. Uh, They're having to sell them. And when I saw that dumpster full of just junk, he spent money on things that are now in that Republic Services dumpster that they had, his family or his estate, whoever it was, had to pay a fee to Republic Services. And then there's plenty of shareholders that are going to get a very small portion of that fee. So I just thought it was very ironic, I guess is the word that he spent all his money on this junk that ended up going inside of a Republic services dumpster. And then that was just going to go to the landfill. So it made me think I want to be a hoarder, not a hoarder of junk stuff, not a hoarder of junk stocks, but a hoarder of premium blue chip quality stocks. What a fantastic thing to hoard. The more and more you get, the more that your progeny or your lineage or your grandchildren, whoever it is you want to bequeath that to a significant other, friends, anybody in your will, those will have immense value to somebody someday because not only are you giving something to somebody that has value, but it is something that continues to produce income. So very powerful, very cool idea. So if you want to do with me, I should probably change my name to dividend hoarder. Um, but quality. Um, I'll get to quality in a second. Keep that mind. Keep that that line of thought open. And I'm gonna get into the two accounts and what I've bought this week. It's a slow week. Interesting end to the week here. I think. <laughs> I keep saying I think, and I've been wrong, which is why I'm always buying because I can't predict. This is a good lesson of why you cannot predict what's gonna happen. I don't know. I have guesses but this is why i love dividend growth investing because i just buy and buy and hold and buy and hold and just keep repeating collect the dividends reinvest buy more i don't have to time the market the only thing i guess i'm trying to time is if i feel that things are high and overpriced or overvalued i'm still gonna buy because i'm buying for that income basically when you're buying a share you're buying a uh you're buying a spigot that's coming out of the company so take starbucks for instance when i buy a share of starbucks i'm buying a little tiny spigot coming out of the big massive starbucks machine and the more shares i buy the more that spigot opens up the more of their cash flow i am get access to so really cool pardon me i gotta take a sip i don't know if i can edit this out later so wonderful this is from aldi this is pure aqua bell, V bold. It's cherry lime. Not not alcohol. Not yet. Uh, that'll be later. That'll be after the podcast is done. Um, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Funny thing about me, uh, I'm very tall and skinny. I'm about six foot four, hundred seventy five pounds. To my European listeners, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is in kilos or in uh, you know over in England and uh, jolly old England. I don't know. There goes the Australian accent again. Or just when I think I'm gonna do a uh, a British British accent, or I do the Australian. So I don't know what stone is how many stone I am, but here we go. Look at this nine minutes. in. anyways, so let's get through this. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, I don't have any alcohol until I eat because I have such a high metabolism that my body is just searching. For, it's like a hyper. It's like a, a wet dry vac just sucking up anything I put in my stomach. So if I'm hungry and i'm famished i cannot have alcohol because it just goes right to my head and i don't feel good and it's not enjoyable so uh anyways here we go in the taxable i did buy something that is not a dividend stock how fitting is that that's the only thing i bought uh this week Um, Actually, let me get to the dividends. I received dividends from Cisco Systems, ticker CSCO. That's a wonderful, very strong tech stock. And I also received dividends from ticker symbol SPG, Simon Property Group. Um, Yeah, Simon Property Group, that one's got me a little bit worried. Um, They did cut their dividend. Pardon me, I apologize for that. Um, They cut their dividend a little bit back, but if you don't know a REIT, uh, real estate uh, investment trust, they have to pass through, they're a pass through entity. So 90% of their earnings, they have to pay out in the form of a cash dividend. So they don't retain much cash flow, uh, you know, in the form of earnings. Um, they're usually highly leveraged. Uh, I, I actually looked and I think this might be the highest ever for Simon Property Group. I did a very quick look there, 16 times leveraged. So they're way up there. Most REITs are leveraged, obviously, because real estate—they're, um, you know—they make their money through acquiring properties. So, um, but they pay out 90% of their earnings as a cash dividend, and their cash flow from last quarter was down 9%, and that included just a few weeks of March. So, that was just as things were starting to heat up. So, I think it's going to get uglier, and um, you know, I, I've kind of paused. I bought some shares way back in March during the dip right after the uh, the Simons, the CEO they bought with their own personal um, their own personal funds. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what consumer habits are, are going to be. There's going to be a lot of bankruptcies. There's going to be a lot of tenants that are going to go bankrupt and not come back, and they're going to have to replace those. So I think Simon is one of the stronger uh, REIT companies out there but you know we're gonna see what happens if there was another dividend cut I wouldn't be surprised it's just a very tough state, space to be in and they're they' um, you know there's other reITs there's other um, retailers that they're down 30 to 40 percent or they're down to only 30 to 40 percent of their tenants paying rent so um, you know I don't know we'll see I'm watching it if it breaks $60 dollars look out look out below uh, they're gonna go down I think so um, yeah. Anyway, so I bought a trade. I sometimes I get the the urge to trade, so I bought a Leap Therapeutics, uh, biopharma stock uh, ticker symbol LPTX. Bought it strictly for a trade, and I bought it at a dollar ninety nine a share, and I'm doing a two to one ratio, which means if I win, I get gain two, and if I lose, I lose one. So a dollar ninety nine a share on the chart. The last. Recent low was a dollar seventy-five, so I want a penny below that for my stop loss. If it hits a dollar seventy-four, I'm out, and my target is two dollars and forty-nine cents. So if it flirts around that, I might just take it, or uh, they say let your winners run. So if it keeps going up above that, I might set a, uh, a trailing stop uh, to get out on that. So anyway, buck ninety-nine, dollar seventy-four is my stop. 249 is my target, and that's a two-to-one ratio. And then I did buy uh, just a few shares of Realty Income ticker symbol. Oh, I know I've beaten the bush on those. I bought those at $58.50. Next, in the self-directed IRA. So this, uh, if you go to DapperDividends.com, uh, I even have a YouTube video on it. But DapperDividends.com would be the easiest to find this. Um, I have a spreadsheet tracker that I made for this. And what I did is I took $30,000 from my traditional IRA at American Funds, which is very limiting and very suffocating. They give you just maybe a dozen options or so to put your money into. And they're all ETFs, uh, which is just a basket of stocks anyway. So I took $30,000, cost me $125 to move that over into Schwab. And with Schwab, it's beautiful. I can buy and sell calls. I can buy and trade anything I want. I get to buy my own dividends. I basically am making the Russ ETF, my own basket of uh, quality blue chip stocks. And I bought three shares of Cisco, ticker symbol CSCO, at $47. And that was it for that. Uh, I also sold a Altria covered call. Uh... Ticker symbol MO. I sold a August twenty first forty four dollar call for fifty one dollars. Schwab gets a sixty five cent cut, so deposited right into my bank account as soon as I sold that was fifty dollars and thirty five cents. That's mine to keep, no matter what happens. And I'll just always say it: if you don't know what a covered call is, it's going to save us all a lot of time. If you can just go to YouTube, type in what is a covered call, and there's going to be people with charts and graphs and well thought out explanations instead of me trying to fumble and mumble my way through it. So let's move on. Uh, That's that. Um, So as I said, I moved $30,000 over. At close today, that was worth $31,107. So I have made $1,107.62. I have $10,911 and 59 cents of cash left. And it's just been painful watching that because I'm dollar cost averaging and I'm doing it the right way. And I was just hoping that, so I moved this money over in March and I was just hoping to be on hope that we would be down a lot longer. And, um, it's just been going up. I'm thinking maybe this could be the start of a leg down that people are calling for. Nobody knows. Nobody has that crystal ball. And, uh, If anybody says they know what's going to happen, do not believe them. A lot of people like to overemphasize their hits and conveniently ignore their misses. I've seen it quite a bit. So uh, take everything everyone says with a grain of salt and the best person you can rely on is yourself and to educate yourself. Spend money on yourself. Um, You know, that's a funny thing. I was thinking today that with inflation eating money up, if you don't invest that money into something, at least invest it into yourself because the longer you hold on to cash, the less it's going to be worth. So teach yourself some skills that you'll be able to make more and more money with. That's one of the best investments. My grandfather always said he firmly believed that whatever you put into your head and knowledge would come back to you in dollars. It would fill your wallet with dollars. So uh, thank you to my grandpa uh, for saying that. He's gone. He was born in 1914. Uh, and uh, very cool guy. Not going to get into it. Okay, let's move around. My, my mind keeps wanting to, you know, wander off on these tangents. So um, I listened to a, I stumbled upon a YouTube clip of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger from some years ago talking about um, diversifying. And basically, in a nutshell, Warren, you know, was saying diversification is for people that don't know what they're doing if you don't know how to properly analyze a company, then ETFs like whole market ETFs are great. Uh, Just being diversified across, you know, it's not wrong per se. It's great for people that don't have that education and know what's going on. So in a nutshell, what he's saying is if you know how to analyze companies and you know that say Johnson and Johnson, uh, Pepsi, McDonald's, you know, Duke, Starbucks. If you if you know, if you know that you know that a company is solid, they're going to keep having massive cash flows, paying a growing dividend, and you are 100% confident in your number one, number two, number three companies. Why would you ever put money into company number 29 or 36? Why would you just not keep putting money into the one that you're 100% confident of and uh, know? what that's um you know put it brain fire. <laughs> it's late i gotta eat so anyway i think you get the gist of what i'm saying and it makes sense so if like for me johnson and johnson is my number one favorite stock one of the ancillary pieces that i had started investing in i'll pull out a couple off the top of my head are wells fargo ticker symbol wfc and Cubesmart ticker symbol cube Why the hell am I going to put more money into Wells Fargo and Cubesmart when I could just be adding it into more shares of Johnson and Johnson, which is one of the most, the highest levels of confidence I have in a company, which is why they are at the price that they are at. So is everybody else. So something to think about, you might want to go more top heavy, not giving advice, saying, think about it, chew on it, chew the fat, think it over, sleep on it, but you may want to put more money into, um, into the, your, your number one companies, your top companies, maybe be a little bit top heavy on them. And I get it. I get the counterpoint though, that if you are, if you have a hundred companies and one of those companies were to just vanish overnight, then you're going to lose like what, 1% of your portfolio. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it'll sting a little bit, but it's not going to be as if you had 40% in Johnson and Johnson and some crazy Enron type thing happen and they just boop, disappeared. So, Anyway, I think that that's going to lead me uh, tying back into Jerome in the dumpster is to focus on buying premium companies. That's what I want to keep doing. Trying to get cute. I may have chased yield a little bit with Wells Fargo, and uh, <clears throat> you're learning. I'm always learning. I love learning. All of us learn. So, uh, posted on Twitter, somebody asked a question. I'm so sorry I forget your name if you're listening to this, but he asked if anyone had any good guides on dividend investing. I pinned to my profile a market beat. You can just go to Google right now and Google uh, market beat dividend investing guide. Fantastic. A little bit of a lengthy read, but if you don't know anything about dividend investing, just fantastic. Um, I know a lot of you on Twitter out there have guides and things you're selling, and that's commendable. Um, we got to make that money you know you can only give so much knowledge and information away for free uh, if you give everything away for free which uh, here we go that is a win-win in my view I think that's how education is going to be in the future I think if you have highly specialized highly specialized knowledge if you can sell that to somebody that wants that specific specialized knowledge that you're using and applying today to make money and to use that knowledge, whether it's photography, would you rather learn photography out of a book that somebody's teaching you that was written 15, 18, 22 years ago? Or would you want to learn photography from somebody right now today that is making money, taking pictures, using the internet, doing whatever they're doing, showing their success in their work? I think that's the way education is going to go in the future. It, it has to. Uh, education on demand just exactly what you want you don't have to go into vast amounts of debt you could buy a course for a thousand bucks and then use that thousand bucks to apply your skills and your knowledge and you can combine that you can amalgamate that with your own skill set to make money so don't ever shy away from buying a course and thinking it's too much because it's not. If it's... Even if you learn one thing, if you learn one thing that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life that will help you make money, it is damn well worth it. And it's just cool that you can do it right from your house, from your car. I have courses I learn on my lunch break. How cool is that? Really cool, Russ. We all... We're still here. Keep going. (laughs) So... Anyway, so uh, anyway, I'm going to get out of here. <clears throat> uh, follow me on Twitter, at RustyRam78. I also have a YouTube channel you can check out where I'm putting $50 into the stash. Worthy Bonds and Acorns app, and I'm adding 20 bucks a month and doing a video every weekend. Uh, actually, more on that, I've shifted that. I, I would do a little on Saturday and record on Sunday. I'm going to do it all on Sunday now. So uh, Saturday is just going to be all for family. Doing whatever, relaxing, and then Sunday, uh, wake up, start getting the information together, record it, and then uh, pump it out on, on Sunday. So that's my commitment to the world, to the universe. <clears throat> I'm doing that for two years. And uh, yeah, so that's called Stashing Worthy Acorns. Uh, check it out on YouTube. And the uh, song of my show this song is one of the newer ones. Don't worry, it's not from when I was a freshman in high school. It is the Worst Days, I had to think, it's called The Worst Day Since Yesterday and it is, it is by, good lord, here we go. It is by Flogging Molly. So I want to call them an Irish band. The singer Dave King uh, came from Ireland as a young man and he's been in America ever since. They are an Irish band. They play Irish music, uh, kind of like, punk rocky uh there's a band called the pogues kind of like a newer version of the pogues Uh, i know emf uh at uh engineer my freedom from twitter he's from ireland and we're gonna get over there someday two years from now in summer of 2022 it is our plan we're doing a family trip to europe and or ireland um ireland for sure because my wife is irish and uh We're going to try and get over into so my wife's strongest uh, nationality we're in america here we're mutts Uh, she has about five nationalities i have about five or six my kids are just all over the place but for what it's worth her strongest nationality is irish and mine is czech so we want to go to uh maybe dublin and then prague and we're thinking german germany to end it up at the in the middle because i have a little bit of german she has a little bit of german so uh, i think that'd be a fun trip to do a few days in dublin few days in prague and then maybe a couple days uh in uh i don't know we'll take recommendations somewhere in germany dusseldorf i like dusseldorf mustard (laughs) okay so i go to youtube and uh, it is Flag and Molly, the worst day since yesterday. Type in Dapper Dividends playlist, and you'll find all my songs of the show. Every time I do a song, I can't play it on the show here because I don't have the rights. But I can put the video in a playlist, so you'll see just exactly how eclectic my musical tastes and interests are that I've uh, developed over these 42 years of mine. So thank you for listening, and I'm pushing the 25 minute and 30 second here, so... Thank you. If you're still listening, I'm going to work on trying to get these shorter. I just keep running off. That's called loquacious. I can be quite loquacious at times. And remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you. And I should add the caveat that it's up to you to find out. Somebody isn't going to just come out of the blue and teach you that. But I love that saying, everyone you, have, everyone you meet has something to teach you, but it's up to you to find out what that is. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. back.